Good evening, everyone. Welcome to The Kick It Show. I'm your show's host, Jerry Jordan, with co-host Seth Eggert and special co-host tonight, Zach Catanzaretti. We are glad to have you on the show from the Big Apple. You are big time, so uh, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us and gracing us with your awesomeness. It's my Christmas gift gift for you so um you're welcome <laughs> that's right merry Good christmas to back, everybody finally. by the time this gets posted it will be christmas so uh, uh man i i'm serious i've missed you i'm glad you're i'm glad you're here yeah it's been a while i you're pretty much the only guys i get to talk racing with so i know a lot of a lot of friends up here on into racing a lot of my family's not my dad is but he doesn't he's not really ingrained within like the news and like certain drivers and teams and rumors and all that stuff so getting on here this is where i get to spill my guts and talk about racing so um i definitely look forward to another whole year of doing it with you guys every week next week next well, year. well you're definitely uh you're part of the team and uh we kind of talked about that a while ago but you i'm not letting you go man so uh <laughs> so you're you're stuck with us and uh seth how's uh how's things in mooresville um things are going well right now uh my sister just had another post ops uh appointment and she can actually start walking while crutches again yay hey that's a um, good thing uh she has another appointment in six weeks which i believe puts in one week before the daytona 500 if i remember correctly excellent well good good uh, glad to see she is doing better um we're gonna start the show off and, and you know it's just some sad news today um one of our dearly beloved friends, uh, Stephen Richards or Steve Leibowitz, uh, passed away at 12.38 a.m. this morning or uh, Wednesday morning. He had been uh, battling COVID. Uh, Steve and I were out in Phoenix together and uh, we talked and had lunch on Thursday before the race. And he wasn't feeling the greatest, but it was mainly allergies, we thought. And then he gets back and... Uh, Three days, we got back on Monday, and two days later, he was in the uh, emergency room in the ICU, and he never went home after that. He uh, was uh, awake for a while, but after after a few days, they put him into a medically induced coma uh, to battle uh, the damage that COVID had done to his lungs with pneumonia, and uh, he uh, they took him off the ventilator last night, and he sadly did not make it. Steve was a very good friend of mine, very good uh very good friend to a lot of people uh and not only the racing community but in the cat rescue community he was very well known big big hearted guy for all animals but really loved uh torty cats and uh, uh that was he's, he had seven he was a cat dad uh so, so uh we try to think of the uh happy times for him but when i was in charlotte um i basically lived at steve's house i had an apartment or you know room with a bathroom and everything there um that's where i stayed uh, you know for probably the past seven years that i've covered racing uh seven or eight of the past seven you know of the past years so he will uh he will definitely be missed i've grown to love that guy and uh i know i know that the uh, racing community is uh putting together a celebration of life. Uh, it's going to happen at the Speedway, is my understanding. Uh, we don't know the exact date, but sometime after the first of the year, I'm hoping that they can do it around the time of the Hall of Fame or the NMPA uh, Hall of Fame. I'll, I'll talk to uh, to those and keep everybody updated on kickofthetires.net as well, and uh, on obviously on our social media channels. And uh, also uh, today, we lost Bob Keselowski, who uh, in 19, uh, 1971 set a land speed record uh the bonneville salt flats and uh, seth you were you looked that up a while ago 
Two hundred thirty-eight point one. Two hundred seventy-eight point. You have me all mixed up. Two hundred seventy-one point eight miles per hour, and that was in twenty eighteen. Oh, twenty eighteen. Okay. And that was in the modified Dodge Charger, which, if I remember correctly, was the same car that Brian Keselowski made the Daytona five hundred with back in I think two thousand eleven or two thousand twelve. Eleven. I was there for that. That was a that was a big deal because Brad yeah. actually bought him tires. I think for the for the race. I think Brad donated some tires to him or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I, I I never got to see Bob race, uh, but that day in 2011 was like one of like as a fan one of my memories of of Bob because he, obviously he had not only Brian but he had his other son Brad pushing Brian and getting that that small pale white 92 Dodge and driving him into the Daytona 500 and he was up there crying because it was like one of the best days of his life and uh yeah really really sad day it shocked me but I was very happy to see um Brad do a nice heartwarming post and he, he was able to share a lot of childhood photos and photos you know they didn't have to share it you know I really appreciate when they open up like that and um yeah, that, that's heartbreaking. I feel really sorry for that whole family because they're such a racing family. We've seen a lot of them over the years, and um, yeah, that's just very sad. Yeah, that's uh, they. The Kozlowski's have been around racing for a a, a long time, and uh, you know, from from the Michigan area, and uh, just sad to see we're we're losing people. You know, as we get older and they get older, it's it's inevitable. Um, but it's not it's not something you want to deal with. Uh, you. Take up the pieces and move on. Yeah, I got to see Bob race, I think twice, once at Flemington and once at Nazareth, uh, way back when in the truck series. And I I remember pulling for him because he was the only Dodge in the field. Like, I didn't understand why he was the only Dodge. You know, I was maybe four, five, six years old back then. But to me, he was an underdog, so I uh, rooted for him. Uh the most memorable quote I will probably have of him is uh, I know what you're gonna say after, after uh, Carl Edwards, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, at Milwaukee. And um, funny enough, uh, Carl Edwards was actually on Sirius XM today, and he was uh, wishing uh, Brad, uh, Brian, and the whole Kozlowski family well, and that he hoped Bob was doing well. Uh, it was maybe 20 minutes after it was announced that Bob had uh, passed away and he, he was told on air by uh, Larry Mack and Daniel Trotta. And I think that's the first time I've ever heard Carl really be emotional on air before. Mm. Carl is a great guy and a heart of gold. And, uh, you know, I haven't talked to him probably in three or four months, two or three months. No, I talked to him at Phoenix, um, but not at depth. We just talked about, uh, Daniel Hemrick's backflip, um, but he, uh, you can't, you couldn't have found a better guy in racing, honestly, Carl was, Carl was genuine, and uh, so uh, I could, I, I feel bad for him, and having to find out on air like that, you know, when you're, you're wishing somebody well is, uh, that's, that's a tough, that's a tough thing to deal with, so uh, hearts and prayers go, uh, go out to everybody, and uh, uh, like I said, with uh, regarding Steve, we'll uh, keep you updated on uh, on you know his uh, situation with what the family's going to do and things like that. Uh, Seth, Zach, I know both of you guys knew Steve, and uh, he was always there to help uh, and always had batteries. 
So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I only remember speaking to him maybe twice. I think, didn't he stay in an Airbnb at Daytona? It was like a big group of us. I thought maybe he was there. Maybe I'm getting them mixed up with, with uh, Mark. Um, Garrow stayed with us, but Steve stayed with us too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think it was that year that I stayed with the, with the whole group. Um, we also went to the White House. We covered the White House event. That's right. Um, and, and he was there. And I kind of went around and kind of interviewed. You know, there was probably, it was quite a few of us NASCAR guys who went out to cover that um, in 2019. And he was one of the guys who I interviewed just to get their thoughts on what that event was like, what it was like to see the president, you know, there and to be at the White House and have Joey Logano, who was the champion at the time. And um, he was just like the rest of us. It was just an honor to, he was just some, some kid who just loved racing and all of a sudden you're covering these big events and, and living out your dreams. So he was a, he was a great guy. Yeah. For me, uh, the last time I really got a chance to talk to him was actually at the Charlotte Roval test uh, for the next gen car. Uh, it, I want to say the two of us were mainly talking because it was during uh, one of the breaks. And also we were talking history. Uh, uh, we were both talking about, um, I want to say it was uh, the Holocaust Museum and different artifacts that both his family and my family had. And we were kind of joking about things he wouldn't expect us to have that we have in different and, places. So, and, I, and I know yeah. I know what you're talking about. And, and for those that don't know, uh, Steve and Seth were both Jewish. And uh, and so uh, and I know some of those uh, artifacts that you and you and he yeah. share, and, and that that special bond that you guys had. So uh, that's uh, that 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 makes me feel good that he opened up to you uh, uh, about you know that type of stuff because he uh, he didn't always he, he would talk to anybody, but he didn't always share stuff like that. So that was uh, that's really cool. And uh, Steve was responsible for me making national radio stuff with uh you know doing the the uh show with mark garrow uh, garage pass every day uh did that for three years it lasted longer than most people thought it would and uh, so, so he's <laughs> to blame all this time do what <laughs> he's to blame he's yeah. the one who we should be blaming <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, uh but seth good segue for you and uh, that's a radio yeah. term that Steve, you know uh you were at the uh, next gen test for the Roval, but you weren't the next gen test last week as well, right? Or, no, or covered it from a, I, you were I covered there. it from afar. I covered it kind of there. You were there. You were way yeah. there more than I was. They ran has to be six different configurations of packages. They ran a five fifty with a six inch centered spoiler, then with a six inch offset spoiler, then with a four inch spoiler. Then they went to a 670 package with the offset spoiler and a centered spoiler. How about an 800 horsepower, no spoiler? NHRA. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Happy drivers. Yeah. No, no splitter, 800 horsepower, no spoiler. Yeah. Well, either way, we're going to have happier <laughs> drivers. How about that? Yeah. yeah, we're gonna we but, ended up with a 670 package with a four inch spoiler, a four inch centered spoiler. Yes, okay. Which I was doing uh comparisons to previous years with qualifying and practice, depending on when the packages were used. And the lap times for the 670 four inch spoiler 
were comparable to the 2019 uh, Coke 600 practice. Okay. We've been somewhere between 15th and 20th on the timesheets, which that seems slow. However, there's a lot of handling that those cars have to have. Right. It, it, to quote Brad Keselowski, it reminded him of the uh, Gen 4 stock cars from 2005. Okay. So, Interesting. So if that's the case, that was, according to some people, that was uh, some of the best racing that the Cup Series has had. I was going to say, everybody I hear about says, let's go back to 2003, 2005, and that 2006, that area, our era. So, you know, let's go back to the mid-2000s. That's what that's what the, the purists have told me. Zach, you're kind of a purist. You, you, you're a, a, a history buff of the sport. So uh, what do you think? Well, then again, in the 2000s, everyone was complaining that they wanted it to be like the 80s. And then yeah. people in the 80s are looking at like Lee Petty, like, oh, those are the guys. This Kale Yarbo, he's not a real racer. Like, it always changes with the time. But def that's something that NASCAR really had to do. I think once you hear from the drivers and the, and the teams and the fans, I mean, I guess the fans wouldn't know that much right now because we don't have 40 cars testing. But, yeah, if they went with a 550, I would have been totally shocked. Like, that would have that would have flown me off because just what the drivers have been saying. And, you know, I feel like they, they, they know what's best. They want to be able to pass, you know, no one wants to be stuck behind each other and not be able to move. And I've found some, some benefits over the years of it being difficult to pass because you tend to find longer battles, you know, instead of everyone passing each other and they're in the correct order and all spread out. Now you got guys who are stuck behind each other. You see longer, longer battles. You see more aggressive moves on restarts, more aggressive moves on pit road to get track position. So there are positives, but you want to have cars that are able to move around the tracks. And, you know, you want them to sound good and look good. And we got that figured out. But now you, you, you want to give the guys ample room to, to be drivers and, and to have that matter as well. So uh, a lot of different tracks being thrown at them. I think the, the clash, obviously, is going to be a unique kind of curveball for them that we might not see throughout the year. I mean, you got Martinsville and Bristol, but nothing's really going to be quite like that track. And uh, once you hit the road courses and what we're going to see at Daytona, Atlanta, we have no idea. We're going to find out about that in a couple of weeks on what package they're going to use. So it's a lot that's being thrown at them. And, you know, you can say they had an extra year because of, you know, the virus and everything, but it was also more difficult to get things planned out throughout that time because, you know, the whole sport, the whole world was kind of in a, in a flux. So uh, difficult time. I'm sure they wish they can go back and do it earlier. But I think as the years have progressed, uh, they're more ready now than they would have been back then because of just how technology has, has innovated. So good to see these, these changes. And I think this last couple of weeks were a big uh, step in the right direction. I talked to uh, Kyle Petty, I mentioned on the last week's show, and I haven't written the story yet uh, because no one else has the story. So uh, I think I'll write that this week going into Christmas. And uh, just so we have some some fresh content on the website, um, aside from all of the stuff that Seth does from iRacing, because I feel like the poor guy's carrying <laughs> us right now. Um, no, I have another two <laughs> stories coming. <laughs> but by the way, uh, Zach, you said something interesting a while ago, and I just want to clarify this. You mean in 2000, and I was in the sport in 2004, so, but in 2004, you mean the fans were complaining about something? Yeah, people tend to, even when social media wasn't a thing, I guess you hear it a lot more nowadays, but sure. yeah, people usually aren't that happy. You know, 
I find that our NASCAR fans tend to be upset people a lot. And and I don't know why. Yeah. And, and I can't you, go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not stirring the pot or anything, but, um, but you know, uh, I think Kyle Petty said it best fans, drivers, media back off. We got to fix this. We got to get it right. And it may take a little while. And this may be a throwaway season in some some regards because we may be making changes all the way up to race, you know, 27. Um, but we got to get it right because this is the biggest change in the history of NASCAR. Uh, we've never done this type of thing before. And uh, it, it's huge. So uh, uh, let's, let's all take a deep breath. I'm going to vow right now that we're not going to start just beating people up left and right and uh and and you know trying to criticize them we're going to talk to nascar and we're going to ask questions and we're going to say hey what's the situation here as a matter of fact uh in january we're going to have a couple of uh we're going to have a couple of nascar officials on the show so zach you may want to may want to come back if you uh if you're so inclined because you're welcome every week we hope you're here all 52 weeks of the year so uh um so definitely uh think about that but the uh you know it's gonna be an interesting year um it's gonna be an interesting year for Seth too, because I'm gonna make him do some other stuff besides eye racing. So, uh, but right now, that's, oh, trust me, I'll be doing more than just. That's all we've got right now. So, uh, other than the clash, they did break ground on the clash, and it looked kind of interesting yeah. out there uh, at, at the LA Coliseum. Um, but, but Seth, tell us uh, what's the big eye racing news, real quick. And uh, uh, I, I guess we're what are we sponsoring? I don't even know anymore. Well, we're sponsoring the Chad Frankenfield in uh, the Elite Racing League, which their season starts, I believe, first week of January, if not the second week of January. Uh, in Monday Night Racing, Adam Cabot won. Uh, I finished 18th. Uh, I had a fuel strategy that had it gone caution-free the last, God, it had to be the last 100 laps or so, uh, that I was going to finish somewhere between third and sixth. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> 100 well, laps with no caution on iRacing? Well, here's the thing. After the final pit stop, I was only a half lap short. Wow. Mm. And other people had short pitted. The only two other cars on my strategy, Justin okay. Melillo, who had enough fuel, and Michael Massey, who had enough fuel. Okay, who won? Adam Cabot. Okay. After, God, it had to be like six cautions in the last 20 laps. Hey, was Kyle racing? Yes. Kyle showed up. Okay. Yes. And he was involved in, I think, three of the wrecks. Was he mad? He never piped up on the voice chat, so I don't know. Okay. Because you you know what I've got, right? You, you saw. Yeah, yeah, I saw. I saw. Okay. And I was going to say, you have a new Alienware PC. I have a new Artesian build PC. So uh, I believe I have four terabytes of a solid state uh, hard drive, uh, 500 gigabyte uh, hard drive, uh, NVIDIA 2060 graphics card. So basically, I upgraded my computer for the first time in eight years. Well, I'm using mine right now for the show. Uh and we're but we're gonna upgrade. The, we're even gonna upgrade the Alienware. We're gonna put sixty four uh, gigs of RAM in it. We're gonna put a, a couple of terabyte uh, hard drive in it, and uh, we're gonna 
we're gonna make it sing and it's gonna be fun to uh it's gonna be fun to go iRacing again i actually turned the machine on and downloaded everything the other day and uh, i saw spe special thanks uh you know we're working on a partnership with the iRacing folks we're trying to get that together and covid was was crazy and then their stuff was crazy but we're, we're, we're gonna work on a partnership uh with steve and kevin and those guys and i appreciate everything they do for us um and hopefully and, that they realize that we are committed to the iRacing uh, platform. And there's two other pieces of iRacing news. Uh, for one, they acquired drag, which is a drag racing, if I'm not mistaken, a drag racing uh, video game company. That'll be cool because maybe I'll have a chance to win that. I've got pretty good reaction time. <laughs> and <laughs> last night was the season finale of the eNASCAR Contender iRacing Series, which helps make up the Coke series grid for next year. Did I have anybody in there that I was sponsoring? No. Darn. How come? How did you let that happen? Because the only person uh, who was looking for sponsorship asked for $1,200. For one race? For seven races. Yeah, it's a little high. Who was it? Uh, well, he made the series, so I'd rather not say. Okay. It, I will say this, though. Uh, I do want to congratulate uh, Malik Ray uh, for making the series. He initially was out on a tiebreaker. You know, if they would have said 500, I'd have jumped. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. But Malik Ray was out on a tiebreaker. Bob Bryant from uh, Parker Klingerman's team. Set out. He announced he was retiring. Yeah, I saw that. It's like, yeah. what? <sighs> He, he, he retired. He, he, like, he retired been, from iRacing, of all things. He's, <laughs> he's been on iRacing for a while, so it was just time. Um, okay. So that puts Malik Ray in. He was essentially been the first alternate in case somebody else had to back out midseason, which has happened before. Granted, all of this is unofficial because it, it still has to be certified by both NASCAR and Tyler D. Hudson, who's the the race director for the E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series. Well, I am trying to put a team together to race over there. And I yeah. just, I'm just, it's hard to get all of that data together to find out how to do that. Um, but we'll, we will definitely uh, keep the fans updated and let you know uh, what's going on with that. Any other news or is that, is that a wrap on iRacing? Uh, I do also want to mention that Colin Keister won the championship last night. Okay. After finishing 31st, his first finish outside the top 10 uh, all season long. Uh, the reason why that happened, in a caution-free race, he hit the uh, cone on pit entrance and got an unsafe pit entrance penalty. Oh. But that counted as his drop week, so he still won the championship with seven points to spare. There you go. And that is the second consecutive championship for Norse Force Racing, the team he runs with. Awesome. Good for them. Zach, what about you? We've got uh, any silly season news, anything going on with teams, drivers switching around? Uh, I mean, I, I know it's going to be a short show tonight because, you know, it's a Christmas. we got two days, three days before Christmas, and uh, just kind of wrapping things up. And I know everybody wants to go spend time with their families. So, uh, but uh, what's uh, what's happening in your world? I only saw two. I was literally just going down the, the news before the show. Um, a couple of things in the truck series. There was Coy Heim, who's going to return to Cowboy Motorsports. I believe he's doing 15 races, which is 
not the full season, but you know, most of it, uh, he can definitely use that, that time behind the wheel. I felt like he only did a few bases last year, but he was, he was pretty, pretty impressive. I think he led at Darlington on his debut, if I got that right. And um, obviously he killed it in the August series, but Ty, Ty Gibbs was there. So uh, he wasn't able to win the title as most people would with, you know, six wins and top fives in nearly every race. Um, but he did, he did a great job. I mean, he made that, he made that Arcus series, you know, pretty exciting throughout the year. And if it wasn't for him, uh, it would have been just a throwaway title all season long, but he kept Ty on, on his heels all season. And um, I think that definitely got Kyle Busch's attention and he's given him, he's expanding, you know, the, the opportunities uh, for him next year. And uh, I think the other one was Jesse Little. He's going to Young's Motorsports after uh, he was full-time in Xfinity last year and he did most of the season this year. Uh, obviously he has years of experience in trucks, but uh, never got that, that full-time ride. He's kind of been in and out and uh, he'll be making his first start, I think, at Daytona. And anything can happen at Daytona. I mean, you know, we had a Young's Motorsports guy win at Talladega last year and um, they won that twice at Dega in the last couple of years. So uh, that can be the race that gets his name on the board and hopefully he can get a more competitive opportunity or at the very least help Young's get to that next step in the truck series. So a couple, a couple of nice young guys there getting opportunities in the truck series. That's what that season. That's that's what that series is for. And there was also a little bit in the Xfinity series. Uh, Our Motorsports announced that Brett Moffat is returning. It's going to be joined by Anthony Alfredo and Jeb Burton. And also, a little bit of a blast from the past. Uh, J.C. Stout announced he's going to field a team part time for ten to twelve races. Uh, he bought an old uh, Joe Gibbs racing chassis. And at the end of the press release, he also mentioned that he's running for governor of New York. <laughs> governor Stout. Okay. <laughs> I'm betting there's some political uh, motivations there uh, as well. I, I did just get the, uh, we're on the shortened version of, uh, of the Zoom platform tonight. Yeah. Um, so that I'm actually, I'm going to uh, uh, upgrade um, as soon as we hang up. But we uh, we have eight minutes left. But I, I do want to say something because since Seth brought this up, he wants to, Seth. You want to you want to do some bold predictions in 2021? I've got two, and, and I'm not going to elaborate a whole lot on them. But I do have two, um, and then we'll have a whole big show on this in 20 uh, you know in 2022. But for 2022, uh, I'm going to say Corey LaJoy wins a race, and I'm going to say that our guy, Brandon Brown, wins another race. So those are my two, those are my two bold and, predictions for 2022. And here, I'll, I'll hint at my three because I have one for each series. Haley Deegan wins a race. Landon Castle wins a race. And Bubba is the first Toyota driver to win a points race in 2022. That's bold. Zach, have you thought about this at all? I haven't at all. I I, <laughs> I just looked a couple of days ago at the uh, it's like the silly season kind of rundown of every every Cup Series driver um, was like confirmed for this year, and there was a few that came to mind. I wish I had the list in front of me because I was going down, and I'm like, oh, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna kill it. He's gonna do great. I think he's not gonna do as good as people think he's gonna do. I had some ideas, but it's not in front of me right now. Um, I I hope it's it's in it's like a shocking year. Like I felt like last year had those type of moments where, you know, so we got surprise winners and first time winners and 
I mean, all across the national uh, campaign, you know, Trucks Xfinity Cup, there was so many new winners and, and it, was, it was just, it really kept you kind of engaged all throughout the year. So I, I wish I had something off the top of my head, but I'm, I do like the predictions about Bubba there. Um, Brandon Brown, he's got a new uh, spotter we just found out today with TJ Majors. You know, he, he knows how to uh, get guys to victory lane. So why not, why not help him out again this year? By the way, are you going to be able to uh, be our liaison with, uh, with Brandon next year? Because uh, we're going to continue our partnership with those guys. Good question. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk to Mac and, and kind of figure that out on what my, uh, what my timetable would be like, what my availability is. Uh, we were just talking uh, pre-show about what my schedule is for racing. I'm not sure yet. So, yeah, we'll get that figured out and see if we can. But if not, you know, we can figure something out because that's good that we're um, going to be with them again. Yeah, we're going to partner up with them again. We'll be on a holiday. We'll, we're probably um, going to be on the car again. Uh, not sure how or if it's going to be a hood sponsorship because there are some things in the works that I'm not allowed to talk about. Um, but uh, if 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 we can get on the hood, obviously we want that, and uh, and we'll, we'll I'll let y'all know. Um, but we definitely are partnered with them for 2022. And uh, let's see, the only other news that's happening, and it's just a couple of days. The Tulsa shootout starts, and then obviously we roll into uh, uh, the Chili Bowl. But Tulsa shootout starts in a couple of days. Um, uh, Christopher Bell is up is going to go up there and race. Haley Deegan is going to race, and our guy Ryder Wells, who finished uh, the race, he made it to the A main last year, and uh, you know I think he finished nineteenth. I can't remember, um, but pretty pretty bold strategy for him to uh, never enter the. I mean, it was his first year, his rookie year in, in micros, and uh, he makes the A main at the Tulsa Shootout. He's not going to be in it this year. He's getting a brand new A class car, non restricted. So he, he wanted to drive the car before he actually took it out there and raced it. They're going to have the car at the shootout on display because Sawyer, uh, the chassis builder, said that this is one of the baddest cars that they built, and uh, they want to show it off to all the other drivers. So Ryder is going to go up there and kind of walk around and, and, and maybe do some, we'll do some photo stuff and things like that, but he's not going to race. So uh, I'll probably be going to Tulsa next week and uh doing that and other than that we've got christmas in three days uh merry christmas to you guys seth uh you happy hanukkah's already passed uh but you were gonna sing me jingle bells you've got three minutes and 34 seconds to sing me no jingle bells. one wants to hear me sing no one wants to hear me sing Come on, well, i'll start it off for you one, two. he's gonna no. clip this out and post that on youtube so be careful <laughs> i know better that's why i'm not doing it <laughs> well guys thanks for coming on the show tonight uh we didn't lose justin he's just uh it's travel season you know at christmas time and he's out in california doing stuff with his family and uh they are fixing to be moving from what i understand so god bless them uh and, and their safe travels uh zach uh love you man glad you're on the glad you were on the show glad you're going to be part of kicking the tires in 2022 and uh, you're, you've got, as I've told you before, you've got a home here for as long you. as you want to put up with me. I so. appreciate it. Yeah. I think I have another year in me. <laughs> oh, good. Good. At yeah. least. Yeah. NASCAR fans, kick of the tires fans, follow us on social media. Uh, you know, give us a, a like on the, uh, and a subscription on the YouTube channel. And uh, have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We're going to take next weekend off. And uh, we will see you in 2022.